Shalom, shalom. Welcome to the upper room. Uh, I'll be your host, Darren, uh, for this episode. Uh, great to be back and uh, looking forward to getting into this uh, this uh, topic. Um, now, unless you've had your head buried in the sand, um, it's a pretty interesting time to say the least at the moment. Um, lots of developments, lots of changes, uh, moves within society, moves within political systems. It seems as though um, things are quickening and uh, we're here to be uh, discerners of the times and to, um, you know, see where we stand in the, in the uh, current climate as uh, believers of, uh, of Yeshua Messiah. Um, so just for the top of the uh, program, I want to kick off with this uh, scripture, Ephesians 5.11. Uh, Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Um, and I have two uh, brothers with me this evening who are going to be helping me expose those unfruitful works. So um, uh, shalom and an upper room welcome to Jackie and Joe. How are we, boys? Shalom, bro. Good, man. Shalom, brother. Thanks again for inviting me. Hallelujah. Pleasure. Uh, three musketeers riding out again. Uh, get your guns <laughs> in the holster at the ready. Um, yeah, uh, basically, um, there are a number of tenants that I'd like to get into, uh, time permitting. Uh, we'll see where the spirit leads us to go mm -hmm, into. Mm -hmm. um, but there are certain facets to what's taking place uh in society uh, at the moment where if it pertains to biblical prophecy whether it pertains to developments in technology um, governments you know there's a lot going on a lot taking place and a lot of conversations that are being had both within our fellowship and just in the the, the wider uh, community in general uh, about the state of play and, and the things that are, are taking place now obviously we have a biblical uh, frame point to to view these things from um but yeah just free free guys free men finding themselves in the world and the crazy times that we're in so we can uh, jump in and uh, go from there so i thought a good place to start given uh current uh news and uh current events the cop 27 um meeting in egypt with all of the world's leaders coming together um, to discuss certain uh, elements of um, yeah uh, nonsense. Uh, so I'm going to give you two words, and then we'll just get into it. Climate change. Climate change. Um, where do you stand on this? What do you think this narrative pertains to? And um, where is this all leading? Now, again, for a wider context for this conversation, we're talking about the hive mind. We're talking about the, the new world order, so-called. We're talking about the singularity, the, the oneness of this world movement. And we're really in a, a complex and, and compelling stage in that. And it seems to be taking uh, a head in these, in these meetings that we're seeing and the, 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 the weaving of the narrative within this climate change. Um, how how are you boys seeing this at this time? Yeah, thanks, bro. Wow, I didn't know you were going to open <laughs> up with climate change. Two words, eh? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's 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 unpack that one then. 
climate change. Wow. So you're asking what I what we think of it? Yeah. So in, in terms of the the narrative that's created, whether it's the the so science so called, whether it's the um, political, socio economic um, backdrop to to the narrative. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the moves that the the, the so called heads of state are, 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 are perpetuating towards this okay. um, this narrative. Yeah, I am on. I think it's fake. I think the whole thing's a black. <laughs> right, <laughs> just, yeah. just, just to get there quick. Now, are we seeing changes in the in the weather and the atmosphere and stuff? Yeah, of course. But the Bible says that um, it's because of sin. You see, it says that in Scripture that if you shall do these things, then the Lord thy God will bring rain in its season that you will have fruit in its increase and we'll have the former and the latter rains. And really, it's down to the sin of man. It's not down to like your links deodorant or you know your car exhaust pumping out fumes by the way don't put that links deodorant on your armpit because <laughs> your armpits are gland and you don't want to be putting an aluminium on that so maybe i should have come up with something else there it's not because you're boiling your kettle to make a cup of tea that this stuff has taken place you see they've got an agenda darren mm-hmm. and their agenda is to hide god and defy god that's all they ever want to do so do you want to hide God by giving you the blue planet, the David Attenborough, that with this raindrop in an ocean of infiniteness and we're on this spinning ball of water and they, they, want, to, they want to hide God to make you think that you're an accident and that like everything um, is like uh, now coming to this climactic uh, pinpoint where we're going to like have, have like devastating weather and, you know, floods and that the earth is heating up like (laughs) and what they want to do is they just they want to hide god but they also want to defy god so they're making this about like fossil fuels and stuff like that and you know i have my own opinion on whether that's right or wrong but ultimately it's down to humanity's sin that the weather's gonna change like it, it says this in the scriptures like let me just get that scripture up a minute. It's in it's in Job. While I get this up, maybe you could you could say something if you like, Jack. Yeah, good shout because you know we see people online like, oh, you know, the the Earth isn't heating up, and is that a conspiracy theory? That because from climate change, everyone says the Earth's heating up. It's getting warmer, global warming. Mm. It is heating up because the Son of Man's on his way back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. man, it's getting it's getting heated. And, you yeah. know, he judged the world first with water and he's going to judge the world with fire. So I wouldn't be surprised the Son of Man is on his way back and the closer he gets, the creation is going to cry out for the return of the Son of Man. What's the scripture? Hallelujah. Got it's in Job 37. Yeah, just to echo that, because obviously I, I come out with something quite intense at the beginning. I said, look, it's a blag, it's a fake. Yeah, yeah. Now, we know that that the, that the Lord is doing these things. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's of the scriptures. So the Lord is doing this to turn man's hearts to 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 make them return and repent into shuva yeah. so this is a scripture that proves that yah is in full control of the weather yeah job 37 9 to 14 out of the south cometh the whirlwind and cold out of the north by the breath of god frost is given and by the breath of waters it is straightened also by watering he weareth the cloud thick he scattereth his bright cloud, and it is turned round by his counsels that they may do whatsoever he commandeth on the face of the whole world. Wow. 
So we read here that the weather is controlled and it's by his command and that out of the south cometh the wind and, and, and the Lord brings forth frost with his breath. I mean, it then goes on to say it ends like this. He causeth it to come, whether for correction or for his land or for mercy. Hearken unto this, O Job. Stand still and consider the wondrous works of Elohim. So again, the Lord makes the weather change for correction or for mercy. So, I mean, it's right there. This idea that it's like, because of fossil fuel and this and that and mankind is making this happen because of pollutants. It's the pollutants of sin that's making this happen. It's got nothing to do with you. No, we don't want to dump stuff and all this these, these evil things that are coming out of, you know, certain power plants and, and, and production in, in the industry. We know that that's really bad and we know that we shouldn't treat the earth like that, of course. But it's ultimately down to the sin of man and the Lord is going to bring these things. It says in the latter days, uh, um, Yeshua says that the waves are going to roar and, and men's hearts are going to fail them. So I do believe that there is a climate change <laughs> happening, of course, yeah. but it's, it's, it's divinely down to the most high. And again, they want to hide God in that. So they don't want people to look at their own lives. And they also want to defy God by making it out like, oh, it's this or it's that, and blaming everything else, blaming your car and not blaming your sin. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. I think I think sin can affect the environment is, is what you're saying as well. So there is pollutants which could be through greed or mismanagement or... Yeah, blood or on the land. Blood on the land, even lack of administration skills which are affecting animals, affecting creation us failing as our role as being Adam to tend to the garden. But, but then ultimately, if all human, if all mankind still signed this green peace treaty and cleaned up the world, the judgment of fire is still going to come <laughs> regardless <laughs> yeah. because it's been ordained. Judgment day has already been ordained. So I think, I think it's man and it is the coming of the son of man. It's both, you know, for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know if you guys are familiar or come across the uh, recent story of the, the new 10 commandments that the, uh, the papal see are introducing. So it's, oh, no. yeah. Right. So um, again, I'd advocate anybody looking to this themselves, but um, yeah. So the COP 27 uh, climate, um, uh, membership thing is uh, taking place at, at the Egyptian Mount Sinai. Oh, wow. And the Pope has has written his 10 universal commandments in conjunction with the, the climate change narrative. Wow. Now, like, we know that these guys love the blasphemy, mm. but this is, you know, like you say, we're in violation of the commandments. We're in violation of the Torah. I got uh, the fire, God. We are circumspect to his judgment, uh, and rightly so. Uh, but yet... We're getting the Pope rewriting these commandments and have a, have a read it when you get the chance because each one is a contradiction in terms of what the what the church have been what that church have been doing for for a long long period of time. So it's just um, it's interesting where you've got the the head of the the, the church so called interweaving with the the powers that be uh, formulating this narrative of uh, yeah climate climate change so called. So um, yeah, have a look into it. It's uh, it's pretty tasty stuff. What's what's your take on it, brother? My take is that if you even if you look at it from a scientific 
scientific point of view, I'm no scientist, but um, what they like to do, well, I say they, uh, what the, the, the so-called science likes to do is, is take data from a, a restricted time. So say, for example, the last 50 years, they would say the Earth's heating up. Well, why don't we take data from the last 500 years? Now, if you take data from a, a, a wider time scale, you actually get more of a mean, more of an average. And it, and it would suggest that things go up, things go down, things go up, things go down. So they basically take segments of data and manipulate it to, to, to form a narrative. Mm. So yes, things have warmed up. Yes, there's been record temperatures. Sure. But, but what, what, what records? Since when? When did their records begin? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's little, uh, little subtle plays that they do to create this narrative. Um, with that being said, I believe this narrative is uh, conforming to the social economic uh, situation as well. It's a lot of fear-based, you know, we need to conform and listen to our, our nanny state government in order yeah. to, uh, you know, Fix do this. the right thing and survive and, you know, the, uh, abate this cataclysm through man's means. So, uh, yeah, how do you feel about the, the current uh, economical situation that we're seeing in terms of the, the markets, the, uh, the instability? Um, do you think that this is something that is being... Um, uh, manipulated and controlled for, for, for this one world, you know, um, 2030 agenda? Is that is that something that you can see playing out? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I really believe that this is all part of their so-called plan. I think that they want a cashless society. I think that they want one currency. Um, and I believe that all this economic... Um, crisis that we're currently going through it's all it's all planned it's all planned out and we know that they have a plan but Yah has a, has a plan and Yah no plan takes place unless Yah plan says so and um, no no move takes place on the, on the board without without the king of kings saying mm. yes <coughs> so I think that they are currently working into that and I think that we could probably see um, economic downturn if not economic collapses within our lifetime I, I believe that that um, these infrastructures and um, dependencies that people rely so heavily on, they rely on a bank balance they rely so heavily on the government they rely so heavily on this, they rely so heavily on that, I think Yah is going to smash them all down to pieces bro in the same way that he did in the book of Exodus right. when he destroyed all the gods of Egypt mm. one by one and he targeted them with specific miracles and divine judgments that actually just shunned that fallen angel and just subdued it and he's going to show that he's God and then what it what it then does is it makes us depend on him. So I definitely think that they're trying to stitch this up because they want a so-called like new world order implemented. But ultimately for them that believe in the most high, they will become dependent on him and flee to him for for, for their refuge. And then it will also test the hearts of man to see where they are at and who they who they want to serve and what they want to put their dependability into. Yeah, uh, I like that. And um Jackie, um, when it comes to, uh, you mentioned it in the last show about uh, when there's a season of difficulty, it's an opportunity um, to, to do what we do. And um, how do you see, like, you know, this current climate playing into 
uh, our opportunities of uh, as within the Great Commission, essentially. Um, you know, because it, it can be uh, it can be a, perhaps a little overwhelming. It can be a, a little bit scary. But as a, as a body of believers, knowing that Yah is fully in control, He's sovereign, and it's all part of His divine providential plan. Um, is this is this something to be excited about? Do you think? Like, are we on the cusp of seeing some major um, moves of the Holy Spirit in the in amongst all of this doom and gloom? Yeah, I, th- I think it's really exciting, brother. But at the same time, you know, Yeshua says, "Pray that you are worthy and to escape the common tribulation on this world." So I would be lying to you if I said it. If it isn't scary at the same time, it's exciting. It's the great and terrible day of the Lord, mm. and I love how um, Joe brought up Exodus there because Exodus and Revelation, as we've learned when we went through the Torah portions, that they actually mirror each other um, quite beautifully. And you've got to ask the question: There was um, is the ten ten plagues of Egypt? Was there off the top yeah. of my head? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, if you. Um, in fact, check me <laughs> if there's 10 plagues or not. But um, yeah, so but you've got to ask the question, by plague one or plague two, do you think the Israelites would have had as much faith by the final plague where, where the, 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 the angel of death went over and smote all the firstborns and, and, and these miracles? And do you think there would have been as, as many Egyptian converts to the Israelite God if it wasn't for all of these um, miracles, ten plagues of Egypt that took place. I mean, I don't think they would. We read that the Egyptians left, um, the, some Egyptians left the Israelites, uh, as we read later on in the Torah. So this tribulation, unfortunately, unfortunately, it has to come. And it's to help our stony hearts, what are dependent upon this system, turn to then, as Joe was saying, be rely, relied upon. Yeah, I don't know what that looks like. I mean, the only thing I can do is just look to the word and we see the Israelites was brought out of Egypt with uh, unleavened bread, literally because they left in haste. That's the sign that, it's for me, it's going to be done in haste. It's going to be done when we don't expect it. And if we believe in Yah, he will provide for us in them times. That's how I see it. I know there's preppers out there. I'm not knocking a prepper. I'll never knock. <laughs> you know, a Joseph who's who, who's been given dreams. If he says he's been given dreams from Yah, and he's 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 prepping, you know. But maybe that food's not for you. Maybe it's for the who knows. But I mean, it's gonna be miraculous. It's gonna be so big that the first Exodus won't even be spoken about wow. by the time this next Exodus coming. That's what it says in the word. So, yeah, it's exciting. It's terrifying, and no doubt to answer your question, it is an epic time to start evangelizing. And just like the Egyptians left, it's going to be the same here. People are waking up since lockdown. It's insane. Well said. Amen. Amen to that. I totally agree. I think that's it's prime. It's ripe unto harvest. There's no other time to do it. That's the best time to do it, isn't it, really? Mm. Uh, but it is all to do with mercy. So God's mercy yeah. is being given to earth and in um, with a hope and an expectation that people's hearts will turn. But we read in Revelations that People don't, and he cares God even more. So we will always see that as well, you know. And um, just as uh, all that increases and the blasphemies increase, we will see other people, though, in a positive light, coming to the truth, and 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 that's 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 the tribulation. It's sent to bring them to to, to the knees, ultimately. Yeah, um, with uh, regards to that 
Um, I, I love Jackie how you said there how we use the word as our barometer and our measurement of, of things to come and, and things that are taking place. Um, one uh, way in which I can uh, gauge perhaps that increase in rebellion and that 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 stony heart and the turning away more uh, in in humanity, um, particularly in a in a post Rona environment, is uh, is technology, um, the use of it. And its role within um, humanity's rebellion, or even the, the Satan's rebellion, and how that's used as a tool. So, albeit whether it's through, um, yeah, whether it's through social media, whether it's through computing, whether it's through mobile phones, um, I, I, I see the technological advancement as a way to to gauge where we're at in terms of the chronology of of, of uh, the storybook. And for me, I, I can I can see um, in our generation potentially now. I'm not claiming I'm I'm no prophet, but when you look at the the state of uh, the way in which biometrics have have been uh, on the rise, the use of data led um, initiatives, whether it's within education, whether it's in entertainment, um, we're really hitting like a culmination point now of wow. like some serious developments taking place. Heading towards ultimately, I believe, a, a transhumanist agenda. Mm. So, um, again, what are your views on how the demonic, how the enemy is using these these uh, these platforms? And again, we'll, we'll segue with it by saying that it's, it's all under Yar's uh, Yar's hand, of course. But ultimately, these uh, these facets are being used by the enemy to, uh, yeah, pin in and 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 uh, run humanity essentially. Um, how do you see in that uh, uh, sort of taking place and rolling out over the next uh, next few years? And actually, uh, I'll say as well for, for for those listening, these guys don't know these questions. Um, at the upper room, depending on the uh, the topic um, and the depth of how we'll get into the word, because we like to treat the word with with due diligence, uh, we might do a, a, a fair bit of prep. But for this episode, we thought it would be good just to shoot from the hip. So. Um, you know, bless the guys for stepping up to the plate and 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 uh, taking the hit. So yeah, guys, take it away. Technology, the role it's playing in these times, far away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, I love it. I love it, Dan. I love your questions, and um, this is this is why we got the mics because it was like we need to have our conversations and share them with others because you know, I know there's someone out there who may not be able to have these conversations and you might find it fruitful. Um, so I, I loved how your, your gauge was um, knowledge increasing because I was, in, I was in the book of Daniel last night and Daniel chapter 12, verse four, it says, but you, Daniel, shut up these words and seal the book until the, until the time of the end. Many will roam to and fro and knowledge will increase. So there's a little indicating there, uh, indicator that, by we're coming to the time of the end, knowledge will increase, and we're seeing it. We're seeing this almost level of perfectionism in terms of man's eyes with data and analytics and technology advancing. And everyone's familiar with the dream that Nebuchadnezzar receives as the statue, and he's split into um, you know gold, um, bronze, silver, d- different different parts. And I, I I believe this statue that we're seeing in Daniel's dream, it can relate to many different things. It can relate to ages, different kingdoms rising and falling. Um, and I'm just going to read a little bit from it. 
Because in Daniel um, 2, chapter 40, um, we see the last and final kingdom relating to the statue, which is the fourth kingdom. And it says it's as strong as iron. But then it goes on to mention that, and just as you saw the feet and toes were made partly of fired clay and partly of iron, so this will be a divided kingdom, yet some of the strength of iron will be in it, just as the iron mixed with clay. And it goes on to say, and as those toes of the feet were partly iron and partly clay, so the kingdom will be part, I think, um, part strong and partly brittle. As you saw the mixed uh, iron with clay, so the people will mix with another, but will not hold together any more than iron mixes with clay. I made a mess of that. But anyway, what, what I'm trying to say here is I, I believe we're seeing in the word this mixing of iron and clay. Now, in the word of God, we know that he is the potter and we are the clay. Mm. We also see in other places of the word of God that Egypt is referred to as the iron furnace. So for me, again, this can be interpreted in many ways, and I believe it can still fit all them other ways. But one way which I can see this fulfilling is the mixing of the iron furnace, Egypt, and us, the clay. Um, now, what, what that could be is, that could be ma- many things. It could be um, the, the, the paganism, the, this, this, you know, it could be the paganism, it, it could be the mix of nations, so forth. But one way which I believe the enemy is using in conjunction with how Daniel goes to wrap up with knowledge increasing. I believe it's going to be the the merge of technology and man is what we're seeing here. And I believe that could be linking there to the iron and the clay. We're seeing something what's been iron is uh, you have to graft for it and clay is 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 is, is what we're made of from dust. Um, we came from dust. We all go. So I think this is a crucial part. And obviously in the in the in we know this is right near the end because we see that the rock, which wasn't cut out um, by any hand, uh, without any human hands, it comes, doesn't it, and it shatters this idol, what 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 has been made, which is ultimately what this vision is about. It's about an idol, an image, a, a statue. And I, if you only look at society today, the the, the mobile phone is, 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 is the biggest idol. It's got gold components. It's got all these different um, electronics and materials that in, in comp- makes it makes it work. And I think I think that's a version what we're seeing here. I, I, I think we're going to head to this climactic event of this sort of singularity of where we're trying to capture our consciousness inside of machinery, where we're almost becoming a role of a creator almost mm. with this AI and all the rest of it and this is such a deep subject and I've branched out quite a bit here but what I'm trying to make the point is is that I'm seeing this iron and clay mixed we're seeing in the news we're seeing people wanting to put chips in their head and and to, to upload the consciousness it's quite serious at the times that we're heading in and I believe the Bible has predicted this thousands of years beforehand yeah interesting brother I see it man um and coming back to what you said before, Darren, in regards to, you know, the economic crises and stuff like that, they want to merge this one-world currency and um, the the transhumanistic factor will, will also come into play with that because yeah. ultimately, just as they were slaves in the land of Mitraim in Egypt, they want to create um, physical bots batteries and they're going to do that with potentially using the blockchain which what we would know is like cryptocurrencies now 
because the blockchain is a fantastic piece of technology and depending where you look or what perspective you look at, um, you can also see how it could actually be used um, with the new world order and how they could have a transhumanistic factor implemented to us and how we could actually be more slaves than we've ever known really um if we look at like china's social credit system and stuff like that mm-hmm. they want to sort of start lumping i mean in these countries they, they, they do test runs in these places you know so they, they run like little think tanks and then they, they, they implement these things in, in in them test countries where you know communism and dictators are really present so they can sort of get away with it and throw the weight around and then they sort of then they bring it onto the other parts of the empire like australia and a bit of canada and then it's like oh it's prime now for europe germany and then the uk you know what i mean but they always lay off here because you know we know we know who lives here <laughs> <laughs> still some serious heads about you know there's still some serious heads on this place because they love this place this is this is huge for them the scotters right here freemasonry we know the winds isn't that they dwell here we won't get into that but they want to merge the blockchain and and I think that this is probably how they're probably going to do it. You know, using transhumanism, uh, like some type of social credit system. You know, we read in scripture about a penny uh, for wheat in Revelations, and um, we read about the barley, but it says don't harm the wine or the oil. So I really do believe that there is a serious thing coming, and, and they're, they're going to ploy into that. Um, what it all looks like, who knows? But they always leave like crumbs in all all of the movies, which are documentaries and stuff. We read like you know they they were calling credits in Star Trek and Star Wars long time ago, and everything was digital in like all these other Hollywood things that come out about the future. It's like deeply they, they prime people for all that. Then yeah, and and you're right, brother. The, the, all these latest figures who were coming on the scene. You know, Elon Musk and that, they want to put certain implants in your head and so you can get into this metaverse or this alternative space. But I believe the demonic can exist there. I think that the demonic are electromagnetic entities and, um, yeah, they can operate in that. And I think it's another place then for them to sort of target the hive mind and terraform humanity to plague them even more, to get them more into their realm that's ultimately what they want to do. They want to terraform this place into a a crooked and twisted place so that Satan can operate here. Not not just so that evil can be present here, but so that evil can also thrive here. And that's what they want to do. They want evil to thrive here. And they got some sick, sick stuff up the sleeve to do it, bro. Let's just uh, look at the, uh, the definition of transhumanism. Uh, Bearing in mind that there's nothing new under the sun, mm. you know we shall we shall be we shall usurp God. We will be like God. The belief or theory that the human race can evolve beyond its current physical and mental limitations, wow. especially by, by means of science and technology. So right there, that's a snub to to the the creation and the creator by its limited means that that, that we're so, somehow limited. Now, Joe, you, you you made that interesting point there about um, the demonic inhabiting this realm and, and accessing 
uh, uh, dominion over us and over this this realm through through that. If we take it back to the fallen angels, what 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 do they not have? They don't have salvation. They don't have eternal life. We do in Christ Jesus. Amen. So what these sick heads are doing are trying to replicate their own eternal salvation by the means of this transhumanist amalgamation. Yeah. Uh, also says in Revelation about there'll be those who won't be able to die yeah. and they'll, they'll, they'll be wanting to die but can't. Is this a precursor perhaps to like this situation where you've literally got this like total recall, you know, Skynet Terminator 2 vibe <laughs> where people are like in these bodysuits just like, I want to die, but they can't because they've, they've, wow. they've taken the mark oh. and they're... I mean, that's that's the end game. The end game is is salvation by their own means. Wow. And it, we know that that's... Dude, you've thought this through, bro. They've been telling us for a long time anyway. They've been telling us for a long time. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's it doesn't surprise me, mate. Um, and they sell it to us like, oh, look, you can contact your family in the other side of the world and you can sit in a lobby together and have dinner and that's how it starts. But then it's like, well, you can actually then access concerts. So you could be in Dubai and you could just put a headset on and now you can actually be in Australia watching mm. um, Guns N' Roses and and you're like wow this is fantastic and then and then it moves even further then now it's like well now you can actually like have sex with whoever you want like pick your avatar and and then it starts getting dark and sinister mm. and then before you know it people are stepping into these online lobbies like there's there's millions of people that go online and live their lives in a lobby as an avatar bro like they just like live on these like cyber spaces and they they become whoever they want to become and, and they, they can change everything about themselves and, and they spend the whole life living in there, bro. So what's this going to look like when they're selling us a package where you can go into these places and have, like, real experiences? And, you know, I know that we're releasing certain uh, dopamines when people get into these spaces, but what, what's that going to look like when you're having a, a five-sense experience? Mm. People won't want to leave that place. And yeah, it's another sick realm for the devil to 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 to, to hijack humanity. So, with that thought, um, you know, I, I think when we talk about things like oppression, possession, uh, how the enemy can, uh, you know, basically pepper uh, a believer and non-believer alike in terms of uh, you know trying to find a, a habitation. C- can you see a correlation between um, these technological advancements? And like the demonic trying to find a place to inhabit and to, to, to do their bidding. Because like you say, a lot of these um, progressions, so-called, are for convenience, they're for, um, you know, advancement. But quite a lot of the time it, it leads to more sin, essentially. Yeah. So could, could do you see like a correlation between the increase of things like social media and the metaverse and um, access to excess how that actually um, opens up an individual to oppression and maybe ultimately possession, maybe? Well, you know, just bringing it back to the clay again, throughout the scripture we see, um, even in Revelation, we see a, a vessel, a clay vessel being mentioned and clay Yeshua comes back and shatters the clay vessels. And I believe all this technology that we're seeing and progressiveness, or progressive what you were saying earlier, um, is all leading to stripping away one's identity. 
So within the virtual space, you can create your own avatar, as we were saying, which is running away from your responsibilities in life and basically setting up something which isn't you. We're seeing all these different pronouns and it's everything, everything what we're seeing in life is, is, is gearing to strip us from our identity and run us away from what we truly are. Again, transhumanism. Why? Because once you go so far away that you no, no, no longer know your identity, you then become an empty vessel. You basically, you've got no inheritance because you don't know it. You've got no identity. You've got no call and you are who you say you are, but what you say you are doesn't exist anyway. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you ultimately become this flesh vessel that can be used um, and is being manipulated by the iron, I believe. And this is what I be- believe where we're going to. You're no longer a he or a she anymore. You're a they. Okay, well, what's a they? What, define that for me. You know, and, and, and I don't mean to um, insult anyone, but I'm, I'm, I'm speaking plainly here and between, between brothers, and, and this is what it's an attack on. It's an attack on um, our identity as a whole. And then once our identity is stripped, I believe that's when we fall into the realms of possession, oppression, um, because our core values, what may our, our parents may have taught us or, or our beliefs no longer exist anymore. We, mm. we make anything what we say we are. We become almost a God then. And as soon as we step into that realm of, of we can be whatever we want to be, that is then the flesh is just going to take over. The spirit, the spirit, the spirit of the enemy is going to, the power of the air is going to come over you. And, and then, and then that's it. You be, you become, a battery <laughs> almost yeah. for the matrix yeah. and it's, it's dark it's deep but that is the reality of the matter and it begins like this so you're a male and you think well i'm going to make an avatar as a female um, you know say my name's like a male name i'm now going to call myself a female name and i'm going to look like a female but it's just a bit of fun but what you got to understand is that the seat of emotion doesn't find it fun so like that's began somewhere in the heart so for example like then on these online spaces, you want to like uh, maybe simulate or role play like sex with and the same sex. Well, somewhere behind that computer screen, there's something going on in someone's heart for them mm. to do that. And even though it might be a bit of fun and, oh, I haven't really done it. Or they murder someone or they set some things up or there's killings go on or whatever. Like we see loads of them things like the violence out of games and stuff. But that, that it, the seat of emotion as as... It's began somewhere. What does James say about where sin begins, and it gives it gives way and it increases, and it's like a snowball. So it began in the seat of emotion. It began in the heart somewhere. So even if you get angry in these places or plot to like do something or something sinister or sexual, and you're like, well, I haven't really done it. I haven't really sinned. Mm. Yeshua says all sin begins in the heart, bro. Mm. So you know it begins somewhere. So it is taking place. And that's what they want to do. They want to s- simulate and stimulate. So we are batteries, and we are giving off them energies, and ultimately that that, that that's the um, that's the nourishment for the for the fallen ones, bro. Mm. Uh, yeah, food for thought. That's um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, sobering stuff. But um, that's what we're here to do. We're here to get into it. Um, when I just want to uh, make the point. Uh, Jackie, when you said about, um, you know, the pronouns and the identity, um, it, it, it's a heart for the individual that's lost mm-hmm. that um, 
you know, I, I, I'll be honest, I'll find it, I'll, I'll be emotionally triggered and I'll just be like, what is this garbage? Like, I can't believe, you know, that's my emotional response. But when I actually look beyond that, like you say, Joe, there's a, there's a heart, there's a, there's somebody who's really lost behind that, um, yeah. that facade. And um, we're seeing an increase in this, um, mainly the, I wouldn't, you know, mainly the youth, you know, your, your teens, your adolescents who are going through this, um, uh, a really important um, time in their lives, and they've got no foothold. There's, there's no, um, there's no truth. You know, it, it's, it's people's own version of the truth, and that's a really, really dangerous ground because we know there's only one truth, and that's Yeshua and His way. So, um, I just wanted to make the point that my, my heart, and I'm sure your heart, goes out for these young people yeah. who are just being fed all of this uh, nonsense and. Um, you know they're taking it and and, and they're lost. Um, social media. Well, well, I mean, again, because I, I like to bring a bit of balance to it and say, look, with all of these things, how are we using them and and what is our role in in all of this? But how do you feel about social media and, and the rise of um, uh, narcissism, selfishness, the the me generation, and and literally the antithesis of of uh, what it is we're designed to 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 to, to do. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on social media? Are you are you you know uh, good, bad, indifferent? <laughs> what's, what's your feelings? Yeah, I think just I guess to bring it back to what we're talking as a whole media, even social media, but video games, films. Ultimately, um, you know, a film isn't inherently bad, is it? It's 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 how it's been received. It's how it's, it's certain films will be created with a certain agenda but I, I guess it's the same with social media as well I think it's it can be how it's used it can be a tool I mean a lot of your found us through social media online but I definitely know there's going to become a time where we we will have to give up this and <laughs> um, there will be a time where these platforms whether it's video games films or even social media won't won't we won't want to well in 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 these spaces because they're not going to be a place for um the righteous we're already seeing this fact checking coming along now anything that's outside of the narrative then it's going to be fact checked it's not going to be shown it's going to be blacklisted off the algorithm i mean our channel we've got to be really careful what we say in in certain things and because we will be blacklisted and there's been videos in the past that we have had blacklisted for only speaking what's in the word so I think for now, I think we're in this beautiful kind of time where we can use these tools as, as, as a hook for the kingdom, as, as another net uh, for the kingdom. But I, I do know, well, I believe in maybe <laughs> <laughs> in like 20 years from now, we'll probably be looking back at this time thinking, wow, that was the Wild West. Do you remember when you could get on Instagram and just preach the truth? Yeah, Do you remember yeah, when yeah, you could yeah. get on Facebook and YouTube yeah. Live and just go, like, we're in the Wild West right now, you know. This is getting on lockdown and we're going to this. So I think we've got to use this time while we can. Of course, if social media, if that's your stronghold, then probably, you know, stay away from your phone. But this time is such a special time where we've still got somewhat a freedom of speech. Yeah, so social media for me, I believe that the, you know these these things things have been set up personally, but Jack's right. I think that there is back doors, and we set out with this ministry, um, because there's people in our fellowship who don't have phones. There's people in our fellowship who yeah. have an old phone that doesn't even have any 
3G, 4G, 5G on it. Like, there's some serious heads. And I commend them for that, you know what I mean? But we use our phones and we try and glorify God with it. Um, I know a lot of people have their own businesses on their phones, so self-sufficiency. Um, they use it for understandings, for knowledge and stuff. And we ultimately use it as a net. The internet is a net. <laughs> so it can be a net for the kingdom. And we're trying to use the net now to reach as many people as we can. So just as like the devil is trying to use this net to capture the minds of people and harvest them for, for certain things, uh, Yad is allowing it to be a net so that we can be fishers of men and that we can catch people and seek the lost sheep who are scattered. And that's what we're using it for, Darren. And I think you're right, Jack. You know, we've come to that. We've concluded that that they can't. These aren't these these devices aren't going to be forever. We know that. So we just want to utilize them now. And hence, anyone who's watching us, they could be over the other side of the world, and people could say, "Well, you're broadcasting. You know, it's a, you're casting something, and you know, it's technology, and it's all used. Um, it's all the devil. It's all the devil." And it's like, look. Yeah, I can use these things, flip them on the head and glorify his kingdom with them. So you need to ask yourself when it comes to social media, when it comes to, uh, you know, the artists on your phone and your iTunes or your Spotify, when it comes to your search history, when it comes to your YouTube browser, really evaluate it and say, you know, is this bringing glory to his name? Uh, am I Am I loving God? In, in this or am I loving my neighbour in this because you can also have you know operations going with where you're reaching out to people you're speaking to people you're encouraging them you're edifying them you're there for someone who might be on their own in another part of the country and you can reach them just with the click of your finger and you can speak to them and speak life into them uh, so you can definitely utilise it but you need to ask yourself and ask the Ruach HaKadosh to reveal you're going to know if you're spending too much time on social media. You're going to know it because you're just going to be using your thumb, going through it, blindsided like a zombie. And then the devil comes and it's like you're looking through a crystal ball. So no longer now are you edifying. Now you're looking at like a shooting or a stabbing or someone's, something's, someone's done something sick or something wrong. And you're like, ah, oh, wow, how did this come to me? Like, well, that's been sent to you through an algorithmic system. Um, but there's definitely things that it can be behind this. There's definitely 110% is things that can be behind this. They want to control the hive mind, Darren, and it's it's an octopus with many tentacles, and this is one of the ways that they do it. So you need to check yourself about social media, definitely, because ultimately you can display an image of yourself that is not necessarily true. So you need to say, am I being true to myself in this? And is this glorifying God? Am I glorifying God in this? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, it just makes me think of guarding the gates, essentially. Guarding like, the are gates. You, are you guarding the gates? Because the enemy will infiltrate like at any opportunity, whether it be on a uh, social media, on your phone, or or in or in real life, uh, for that matter. So yeah, no, it's it's a case of uh, uh, case of uh, and that's where it all starts. It's again, it's the seat of emotion. You're trying to impress people you don't even like. You know, you're trying to make people jealous or envious of your lifestyle and it's not even true. You know, you're seeking people and you're becoming an avatar yourself. And then what you're doing is you're bearing false witness against yourself. You know, social media has this tendency that we can bear false witness against ourselves because we're trying to be someone we're not. 
<coughs> so you've got to check that. Uh, I've got a scripture here, Second Timothy 3, we all know it. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of themselves, covets, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, accusers, fierce, um, despisers of those that are good, traitors, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. I mean, you just need to just open up social media, any platform, any app, and just <laughs> check that social media with that scripture. It won't be long before you've confirmed that scripture to yourself. That is what's going on right now in these perilous days. And uh, you know, if you're bre- if that if that's if that's being bred into you, or you you are being a contributor of it, it's gotta go, mate. Get rid, take a fast, delete the app, delete it, um, get rid of it. You know, um, because it can capture your mind. And we are called to take captive every vain thought that seeks to exalt itself above the knowledge of God. Now, what does that mean, and what does that look like? Sometimes in the day. I don't do that, and before I know it, I'm I'm a train wreck. Every thought that comes into my head that does not align itself with the word of God, you have to catch it, and you have to measure that then against the word, and if that's false, you've got to rebuke it and send it away, you get me? Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, there's seeds of doubt that will land in the seat of emotion, and that's where these roots of evil will grow. You have to catch these thoughts. But what social media has, a, has an ability to do is not allow you to catch them because they're so quick. It's like a subliminal message and you're not capturing these thoughts. And then before you know it, they're manifesting in your life and in your day. And as a man thinks, so he is. So if you're thinking about this person or that person or that video or this and it's all subconsciously going in, you've got to set up. You've got to set up. Wow. You've got to set up. Uh, Shema on these gateways, you know, King David appointed guards on the gateways. We've got to do likewise to the temple of the Most High. Uh, yeah, well said, bro. Um, just touching on what you're saying there, Jackie, as well about, um, you know, this perhaps being a, a, a sweet spot in history in terms of um, what could be uh, uh, coming to an end. Like you said, that freedom of, of, of speech, the opportunity to preach the gospel freely. Um when I think about this phone and I've got I've got every translation, every uh every uh, man's um commentary, I've got the concordance, like You got the, the Sons of Korah, Joshua Aaron, you've got all these beautiful there. playlists, Roots Reggae. <laughs> and you think of the, the, the forefathers that came before us that died for us to have the word, mm-hmm. you know, the, whether it's the reformers, wow. whether it's um, the martyrs, those that literally put their lives down on the line so that we could have the living word of God. We, like you say, we've got to take hold and, and, and make that decision because we, we may not have this opportunity for, for, for too much more. Um, just wanted to um, sort of get back in uh, into that hive mind element where... Um, I think the pandemic was probably the first time where I, I tangibly saw this singularity thought speak wow. yeah, really coming into fruition. You know, you spoke about algorithms, you spoke about social media. Um, we're all 
well aware of programming, MK Ultra, hypnotism, all of the tricks of the book that the uh, these magicians use on the masses. And um, wow, what a powerful thing it was to behold uh, over the last few years to seeing, um, yeah, this this uh, this singularity, this this narrative, and um, people following these orders. And um, you know, I'm a respecter of persons and individual sovereignty, but there was a lot of conforming to this. Uh, yeah, like this singularity. Is this something that you can see perhaps like on the increase uh, going into the next few years? Or is, is, is you know, was that like a one-off? Like, how did you boys feel about that? Because I, I, I was a bit shook seeing, um, you know, uh, a lot of things that we, we believe in and a lot of things that we say were, were falling on deaf ears because it was just like a... I've never seen anything like it. This was like Orwellian 1984 yeah. uh, levels of like... Yeah, it was weaponized, brother. It was wep- weaponized. It was weaponized. When we talk about an algorithm, it was a it was a weaponized, spiritual, satanic algorithm that they just implemented on a simulation. And we are, you know, we are heard like even scripture says that. Um, we're sheep of the most high or, or we're sheep of the world. You know, the, which flock are we part of? Uh, but my sheep who are mine hear me and follow me. They know my voice. But this, this was, this was deep, bro. What took place? It was a, it was a weaponized propaganda machine, and it, and, and all the cogs were turning on it, mate. It was massive, bro. And um, but I'd noticed them heard like behaviors and tendencies of the hive mind being followed way before that, but from the wrong perspective, because obviously I come from like bit of a rebellious anarchy background, just down with the system type of thing, you know what I mean? So I'd sort of seen them programs being implemented by the powers that be previous, um, but now I had an ability to see it from a spiritual perspective. And um, and yeah, it, it deeply saddens me, brother, because to, to go then and to get um, the... Uh, the wobble uh, and conform to that when you you've you just listened to a guy coming out of a box, you know, with a suit on, and you've listened to this person and that person to just conform to that and to have that put on you. It's massive, bro. Because what are the, what are the, what are we going to be faced with when when the mark truly comes on mm. the scene? You know, and that's what really saddened me, bro, was like the the mass of it, bro, where there's people who I were thinking there's just no way. And they just went and got it, bro. Mm. And then they didn't just go and get it. They went and got that number two. Mm. And then they didn't just go and get number two. They went and got three and four, bro. And you're like, wow, come on, what are you doing, mate? Like, you're a product of this mess. Like, ah. so I was so sad. But ultimately, bro, it's it's again, it's a heart issue. It really is because you can say, look how weaponized it was and yeah, look what they did and it was a spell and it was all wicked and it was the devil, the devil, the devil. But when are we going to look at people's hearts? Because ultimately in scripture, them that take the mark, they're forbidden, that's it, it's over, it's condemn- condemnation, bro. Game over. So they bring that upon themselves. No one else can condemn you. You can only condemn yourself. Um. So it saddened me because not only did I see how heavy and weaponized it was, it saddened me because of the hearts of people and how they, they just they just fell for that crap and just lapped it up. Were you seeing like a type and shadow 
Like 100%, that's the type and shadow of the mark, yeah. Anything, I mean, they were toying with the idea of buying and selling. I mean, that's what was going on. There was a lot of venues where you couldn't go in unless you were wabbed. You know what I mean? They were, they were wanting data. They were wanting to know who you was, where you were from. They were, they were, I mean, we live we live in England, and obviously you can get to Scotland, you can get to Wales, as many places you can access that are just like literally a few hours away. But it is a border for another country, basically, and obviously, likewise with your people in Europe. Anyone watching from Europe, but it was heavy, bro. Even crossing the borders, it was like it was like a zombie apocalypse. All that, you know. Mm. They had checkpoints. It, it felt different, you know. Y- y- your signal would change on your phone, and you you start getting because um, your network provider might change. You then start getting like texts and stuff. It was just really heavy, bro. It was one hundred percent a type and shadow of what we're going to see in the end. And I believe, you know, just as we're dress rehearsing the Moedim and, you know, we're dress rehearsing his second coming and we're dress rehearsing with the trumpets and we're dress rehearsing with fasting for the Day of Judgment and we're dress rehearsing in tents for the second exodus, they're dress rehearsing the Mark of the Beast, bro. And this was 100% a dress rehearsal of that. Yeah, I was... Exactly the same as you, to be fair, brother. I, w- I was deeply saddened, um, just disappointed. And, you know, in, in the UK, we had something where everyone um, clapped their hands at seven o'clock mm. um, to applaud the nurses. And I, c- I can see how these things come in. It's, it's the, the how this works is, as, as we know, they bring the fear. They, they, they turn up the fear so much and they play on all the fear. So so in the end, you you, you think you're doing it out of the good of your fellow brother, out of the good of your household, out of the good of the, the, the health system. We've got to realise that the devil can't make you sin. He can only convince you to sin. And he does this through fear. This is his biggest weapon. Uh, so it, it it did sadden me really, and and I do think it's a type and shadow. Could it develop into that? It, it very well could develop into um, the mark. Um, but at the same time, you know, we did see a lot of people um, start waking up in that lockdown. And I mean, we've had some people who's joined our fellowship, who has been researching since that lockdown, since that time out, and 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 now they're with us on the walk. And we've had people who's been with us for years prior to lockdown and they're no longer with us. It is coming back to the tribulation again. These events will separate the sheep from the goats. And it has to be this way because just like Pharaoh, his heart had to be revealed so that a judgment could come to pass. And this is it. These tribulations are only going to test our heart. And I pray that we are worthy, that we may escape the, the coming tribulation. And I pray those who are listening online may be worthy um, that we can escape this coming uh, tribulation. But yeah, it's saddened me, brother. And, and, and how how quick even families fell apart. People in their own household, people getting kicked out because they didn't want to take the wabby. You know, people getting... Um, yeah, kicked out from their own households. I mean, uh, disruption between parents and daughters and outcasts from the family. I mean, what does Yeshua says? Yeshua says, I did not come on a earth to bring peace, but to bring division so, against father and mother, 
um, daughter, you know, um, stepmother, daughter, um, sons, brothers. So this is all a part of a greater mercy, as Joe was saying. It has to come this this way, so we can turn to Him. And those who maybe did take that first that first one might go, "Oh no, what have I done? Oh gosh, I've just researched this now, and I want to turn to you now, and I want to save you more." And I do know people who have repented of that. Um, so it's it's it has it has to be this way. There is, there is no other way. And I pray that we will be worthy for the coming tribulations to to um to stand fast to Him. Ultimately, I just want to add to that, brother. Yeah, fear and deception mingled together. That's Hasatan's weapon. And 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 there was so much that went on that like it it just does really frustrate me. For example, you know, we had many of the cabinet ministers, the health secretary, one included Ma Hancock, and, you know, the pushing this agenda, get, you know, for your nan, for your grandma, for your parents, for your country, do it for your, for your for, you know, for your family, for the people dying, you know, don't be the one not to do this, and you're the snare in the system, and, and he, he perpetrated this, and he got on live telly, bro, every night, and was saying, this is... You need to do your part. And it was like wartime, bro. Mm, it was and, wartime. and you got this guy, Matt Hancock. I've just pulled this up now, so we'll pull it up for our viewers as well. He's, he's gone on, I'm a celebrity, bro. I mean, he's he, he's gone on, I'm a celebrity. And, I mean, he's a celebrity. <laughs> he's a crisis actor. He's a, he's, a cele- he's a celebrity, brother. I mean, he's on, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. I mean... These people are meant to be cabinet ministers in the Houses of Parliament running the United the United Kingdom. And he, he goes on Bush Tucker trials <laughs> for Britain to laugh their head off eating insects. It's off its rocket. These people aren't running the country. These people are all actors. It's pandemonium. It's madness. It's, it's, it's all Shakespeare. And it's all based around the Greek Agora. It, and this is literally, bro, it's so sad that you've got politicians now going on game shows called I'm a Celebrity. He is definitely a celebrity. He's never been a health secretary. He's always been a celebrity and a crisis actor. And this is the next one that I want to show you because I've come across this. So we got Sean Penn there. Okay. Um, and he's he's won an Oscar in the past. <laughs> <laughs> where you going? He's won. He's won an Oscar, and actually on that topic, it was for a film called Milk, where he's playing a homosexual um, campaigner activist. And just recently in the news, there he is, Sean Penn. He went to Ukraine and he he gave Zelensky an Oscar. <laughs> oh no! It's you can't. Much. You can't make this stuff up, bro. Oh, no. So Zelensky's got an Oscar on his desk in Ukraine. Who's an actor anyway? And he's he's just won an Oscar, bro. <laughs> Come on, yeah. What's going on here? It doesn't take a genius to work this one out. That these people are actors. If they're on your telly, they're all actors. There's no one legit on there. They're all actors. They're all actors. They're all playing a part Ooh. in the world stage. Oh, the world's a stage. And it? I'm not saying that the war isn't isn't real. I'm not saying that. I'm not going down that way. But I'm saying this guy. He's a he's a puppet and he's he's a showman. 
It's a blend, isn't it? It's all, it's all a front man to win the heart of the people, to deceive you, to get your back and to get your money, to get this, to get that. And ultimately, it's just all the work of the devil. And he uses these people who are actors to do it because it's deception. It's a, they're all Decepticons, bro. Well, that, that, that's it, taking it back to the top of the show. This is, we're, we're in the crescendo of the <laughs> culmination of all of these facets coming together. So we have the economic crisis, we have uh, technological advancement, and uh, we have political instability to the point whereby you've got, um, you know, uh, uh, a rudderless ship. So that perpetuates more fear, more fear for the people because we're as a collective, we're looking to the nanny state, we're looking for the government to solve our problems. But when you look to the government, it's a mess. And that just perpetuates more fear. If you go and look across the pond, it, that's just WWE at this point. So it's a rudderless ship. So what are they trying to do? They're trying to break it down to build it back up into this, this, this singularity. And um, we're watching the watching it unfold in front of our eyes, which is um, uh, it's an incredible thing. Because bearing in mind, we were made for for a time such as this. Like, yeah. So um, it's it's not about being fearful or scared, but um, you do have to look at these these situations and go, it's it's a con, it's it's a mockery of a con, and um, we've got to help each other to. Um, uh, guide ourselves through this narrative and, and we through the deception and the lies because it's powerful. Like we said, going yeah. through the pandemic, as spirit-filled believers of, of Christ, mm. we're to be bold, we're to be courageous. But that was hard. Like it, it was, a, it is, a, it's a tough time, and it and it tests your heart, it tests your faith, it tests your boldness, it tests your um, resolve to stand on the truth, um, to stand on, on on where we are. We can, again, similar to last week, we can look at the world and expect the world to respond. But how did you see the response of, of the church? What, what was your over, overall view of that time where, um, like you say, whether it's the, the mainstream church, what happened there, or whether it's people coming to the truth? Also, this so-called truth movement. So when we had these, these, these uh, people uh, quoting common law, you know, trying to keep their businesses open, the common man fighting and waking up, as you say, um, against this this tyranny. How is what was your overall feeling? And 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 like you say, Yars Yars using that time for for his for his reason. Was, was it all doom and gloom, or did you see some good stuff come out of it? The church, the main street, it was where was it? Wasn't a church, bro? I fell, mean, it was just shut shop. Like it was literally. Um, board, boarded out, bro. These buildings boarded out. These are meant to be places of refuge, bro. Spiritual hospitals, bro. Wait, I mean, it it proved its identity that it was. It is not the church. We're the church. We are the church. We don't go to a church. We are the church. And uh, again, the Lord is going to shut these systems down. These infrastructures of Babylon. He's going to shut them down. And I believe that COVID brought that around, that he, he, he proved that this institution, these religious infrastructures, the, the, the garbage, bro. Mm. And they're not what they say they are. And they don't do what they say on the tin. And he's going to do it with the economy. He's going to do it with Hollywood. He's going to do it with politicians, religious systems, 
he's going to shut all these things right down, bro. They're going to have no power and become like the dumb idols of Egypt that can't do nothing. And I think that was that disproved it for me. On the other hand, did see some great things and, and people coming to the true identity of them being the church um, and how to operate and practice the kingdom in, in them times. I quoted before to you Revelations where I said um, that it speaks about a penny for, for wheat and, and, and that can be alluding to some type of economic devastation and you know a real scarcity of barley in the land and stuff. And But it says that that the wine and the oil shall not be harmed. <laughs> so are we all going to be getting bevied in the tribulation? Well, the oil is indicative of spirit and the wine is indicative of covenant. So though there may be a scarcity of food, there won't be a scarcity of them who are going to be damaged in their spiritual application and them who are going to keep the covenant and keep drinking from the cup of the covenant and keep pouring that oil out on people that need it, you know. Obviously, there will come a time when the wise will cease giving their oil away. And that's a, that's another story. But I think that there can still be an abundance in all of this devastation. Look at the prophetic institutes that take place when devastating things take place. There's a famine in Egypt, but Joseph becomes victorious and all of his family inherit salvation and get into the kingdom so to speak and we see we see we see the polar opposites happen when all these things had take place and um just to emphasize that point if you look back in recent history particularly in communist regimes so if you've got uh, communist china the the old soviet union the the moves of the spirit that were taking place in in the chinese churches that that, that were taking place in in the, the old soviet soviet uh, union like they wouldn't know where they were going to meet and the spirit would tell them go to this place and they would meet congregate worship and praise the lord wow. so uh yeah just to reiterate that um any move of 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 of, of man uh to oppress uh, the church to oppress the bride it will only it will only fuel the spirit more to do some amazing miraculous things so yeah, strap yourself in and, and be, be prepared, but also be prepared to, to see some ama- amazing moves of the Spirit. So, yeah, I just wanted to to, to back up what you were saying there. To, to add to that, Darren, just a quick one. I, I always say uh, catastrophe cultivates conversion. And uh, You love the alliteration. Go on, go, go again. The <laughs> it's, it's the only way the I can remember them, bro. <laughs> I like to tell myself these little stories so they oh, like the get boss. locked in because I'm quite illiterate. <laughs> and for them that know me personally, know that like I'm, I'm not that uh, intelligent or that really. <laughs> so this is the way I remember it: is uh, that catastrophe cultivates conversions, and that's, that's true. Fair. That's just biblical. That love um, that. And it is in catastrophe that we will find conversions because that's our life story, that's our testimony. We find our conversion happens when we are faced with catastrophe. So we can still find them converts in that catastrophe. And that's our job. That's our job. Love that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's beautiful, bro. It's it's completely um biblical beer gets stuck on the, uh, the <laughs> mic there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the, the church that reveal its identity. It's a spiritual hospital at closed doors. We prayed and tested this for about six weeks and then we felt that in a time where people were sick people need a place to um, have received prayer so we did um, open our church up 
um, for those who did feel led to come. And I guess on all this pointing outwards um, and looking at the system and looking at the sort of the, the establishment of the church, in First Peter 4.16, we read that if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. And it goes on to say, for it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? So we've got a heavy responsibility that judgment begins with the household of God. So for me, I, I like to look at all these events and say, okay, how can I, how can this make me a better follower of, of the Messiah? How can this strengthen us as, as a community? Because ultimately, if, if, we're, if we claim to be the remnant and claim to be the church, then how we operate in these times it's, it's, it's huge, isn't it? It's, it's big, and we, we want to be the priests to help those who are sick, lost, dumbfounded, in fear, confused, the lepers of the, the lepers of the world. And I'll be honest with you, at the first lockdown round, I was I, I was shocked. But, you know, we've got to pray, and this is why there's, there's, there's mercy here where these judgments are, are, are coming upon the earth in stages. If they was all at once, we'd all be done yeah. for. And this is this is this is the mercy, and this is why we do Sukkot. This is why it's essential you, if you're listening online to find a fellowship who has as close beliefs as possible to to, to, to where you're located. Because when these tribulations come, you want a tribe, you want a family, you want a community, you want to be able to edify each other, you want to be able to discern this among brethren and not just in your own mind. It's it's huge and it's vital, and I do believe that these these coming judgments, the 2030 agenda, I do believe around this time frame, it is going to get worse, but how does a believer receive this or, or a so-called believer? You know, let's forget about who's who and who's doing what on the news and, and this guy and that guy. Yet we can sit back and observe and, and it, it, it's a picture to display the signs at the times, but I believe this would always be a, a, an inward meditation on, on, on where we stand in, in, in his plan. I love that. Uh, yeah, perfect. Because we can be, we can fall victim to pointing the finger, looking externally, but quite often it's a reflection of our heart. Um, and uh, yeah, it's easy to to be self righteous. It's easy to to you know point the finger and say, oh, you, you know, yeah, name calling or, or anything else. But really, it is is a reflection of your own heart. How are you using that time in in your sanctification, essentially? So um, yeah. A brilliant, brilliant point. Um, because I think there is that temptation to externalize evil <coughs> and to externalize um, the the movements of the enemy, and realize it's actually <laughs> most of the ugly stuff is actually inside of uh, inside of us still. Yeah. And uh, the Lord's doing a work, and um, yeah, bro, I, I like what you said in terms of um, you know, essentially it's Yah's judgment. All of this is is Yah's judgment, and it's uh, the judgment on his on his church. And how do we respond? So. Um, you, you, you touched on it there. I just want to dive a bit deeper in terms of um, our responsibility. We spoke about responsibility last week with regards to the Moedim. With all of this, uh, you know, doom and gloom and moves of the enemy and, uh, you know, this this hive, uh, hive mind looking like it's going to be on the increase. You know, we've got uh, movements uh, of a prophetic level, things taking place in Israel, in the, in the Middle East. We've 
you've got some serious movements taking place. How, how do you see our responsibility as, um, as individuals, as uh, a fellowship, and, and as a body? You know, a bit of a deep one, but what would you riff on that one? Yeah, well, as you just quoted at the beginning, brother, that we're called to expose the darkness with the light. And um, what is the light? Yeshua is the light. His Torah is the light. That's what's described as light in the first writings, is the God's law. And obviously Yeshua is the embodiment of that law, and he is the embodiment of the word. He is the word made flesh, so he is that light. So we, we expose the darkness with the light, with Yeshua, and with um, reflecting the light by us being that refraction of his div- divinity to the world. So we expose it ultimately with God's character and walking out God's character. And we, we expose it by giving people that light, that substance, Yeshua, ultimately. Um, so I think that we respond by keeping his ways doing what he says and being a light unto the world that was our objective in ge- all the way back when they got brought out in Exodus it's still our objective now is to be a light to the world um, and we do that by keeping his ways habitation, culture walking in our presence and practicing the kingdom on earth bro practicing the kingdom on earth sound and as a fellowship, what what would you say as a collective? Would you say that what you've just described encompasses that also? It's the individual and as as a fellowship. Yeah. So when we assemble, two or more gatherings in the midst. So it's again, it's kingdom to assemble as a fellowship. It's mm. that's a kingdom principle. It's a kingdom institute. It's a priestly office. So assembling, gathering together, keeping the Sabbath together, keeping the Moedim together. Iron sharpens iron, edifying one another, pouring into one another so that we can pour into the world. Business as usual, essentially, nothing changes for us. The Great Commission, go forth, preach the gospel, make disciples, baptize, and uh, to, to, to keep the commandments. So It's easier um, said than done when, yeah. when, when, when <laughs> you know, Nebuchadnezzar's trying to throw you in the furnace. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's serious. And I think that's, that's the real test, that's isn't it? That's the test, yeah. and, and I guess... I don't know how much time we've got left, but this Nebuchadnezzar figure, you know, I think the Antichrist type figure, it's going to it's gonna come through these media platforms. Go on. It's going to come, I believe, through, you know, the the, the podcast, the, the the news shows. The, he's going to be a charismatic guy. And, you know, we've only got to look at some of the figures at play at the moment. I'm not saying anyone is the Antichrist, but we see in Scripture that there is many Antichrists, as uh, we was having a discussion, um, I think it was earlier on today, and I do believe that this Antichrist, which which will which will ultimately they will arise, the Antichrist, he's going to have to be Hebrew roots kind of momentum, he's going to have to be... 90% there you know I, I'm, I, I mean it's gonna it's gonna be a Solomonic figure so so you're saying there is a personification mm-hmm. at some point I, I believe there is a personification and you're actually going a step further by suggesting that it's somebody in the guise of being 
in the in the faith. I think like it's, it's got to be. I, I think I think in scripture where we see um, the the sort of model of 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 the antichrist, and I don't I say this loosely, um, but we see Sol- Solomon, who um, King David's son, who was sort of set up to be this, you know, this, this you know, how can you fill King David's boots? I mean, you, you Solomon and. He he sets up this incredible kingdom and 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 he displays the wealth and all his possessions he had and all what he done for God and then he had this dark and sinister fall and we know obviously Solomon repents in the end and comes to to to, to salvation in Yah but I believe this Antichrist figure is is not going to have that repentance in the end but it will be this 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 pinnacle movement you know it's going to be not that he is but. The Kanye West figures, you know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be charismatic or potentially musical, and I think that's something we have got to be aware of moving forward. And how I like to determine whether these figures are of Yah, because you know we all, you know, pe- people vote for who's who's coming in to be a president, who pe- people choose who to listen to and vote with with the playlists. But for me, we, we've got to have some sort of gauge on the word here of if this person who's going to step on the scene lines up with the word. And I think everything has got to hold fast with the Deuteronomy 13 um, test. I think that's how we test if the Antichrist is there. Because as of late, we've had a lot of, speaking about media, we've had a lot of musicians turn to start doing Christian worship music. I mean, it's been a bit of a trend lately. I don't know if you've noticed. Mm. You've got the likes of Kanye West, Justin Bieber, all these other figures. And this, their, their conversion, it, it may be legit. I'm not calling them out that they're not. But what I'm saying is is that it's going to have to look this way. I don't see it any other way. I mean, if if possible, even, e- even the saints will be, be <laughs> deceived. deceived. So it's huge. It's massive. I don't know if it's another um, podcast, this to- topic, but just on the Deuteronomy 13, it goes like this. If a prophet or one who foretells by dreams appears among you and announces to you a sign or wonder, and if the sign or wonder spoken of takes place and the prophet says, let us follow other gods, gods you have not known, and let us worship them. You must not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer. The Lord your God is testing you to find out whether you love him with all your heart and with all your soul. And we've this whole podcast, we've got into how these other gods can be quite of a grey area. Mm. You know, these other gods can come in the forms of technology, can come in the forms of social media, these other platforms. So I'd recommend anyone to read on uh, that, that Deuteronomy 13 test, but it's, it, 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 it's a big thing. What, what what we're seeing shaping up now with, with the media. Yeah, I think it's compelling what you said there with regards to, um, you know, a, 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 albeit a charismatic, somebody who knows uh, knows the, uh, the the scriptures, who who, who knows mm-hmm. about the the, the Abrahamic uh, faiths, Definitely. and not only knows about it but uh, perpetuates to a degree some of the the facets of it. What I find particularly compelling is how we discussed about the singularity mm-hmm. uh, and, and things coming to a headship of, you know, because it, it will be one ruler. It's like Lord of the Rings, one ring to, to <laughs> rule them all. So if we look at the uh, ecumenical movement, if we look at this coexist movement, the, uh, the, the so-called uh, unification of these faiths, the interfaith m- movement that's, that's headed by the papal seat, um, is that seat, is that position being primed 
um, for that individual, for that personification, for mm. the uh, for the abomination of, of, of desolation, as it were. Um, that that I find that to be extremely compelling, and I'm 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 not that guy. I'm not that antichrist. This is the point. Yeah, uh, like I'm not. I I'm think not on that. People bar. can run in that spirit, can't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think what important what you said there was many antichrists have come into the world. I definitely think I definitely agree with you there on some stuff there, bro. I think we're probably going to see a Semitic type of figure arise from. You know the Middle East. He's he's definitely got to be pro temple. He's definitely got to be doing a lot of stuff there. You get me? Uh, because we know that that's the platform that he's got to come on. So uh, I think that Solomonic, Semitic style we're definitely going to see. I think that's 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 where we're at with it. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess the reason why I went into the subject is because we was looking at the lockdown as a whole and how quickly people just went with getting the vaccaroonie. And this, we've got to be on guard as believers now. At a time such as this, I mean, if people are getting convinced over a, a man in the suit who, who's speaking out the box, as Joe says, what happens when this dude comes on the scene? And I mean, he's going to be so charismatic and he's going to talk the talk, but he's not going to walk it. And just like the Pharisees would talk the talk, a lot of people would sub subject themselves to them and... We know that a lot of these Pharisees in the time of Yeshua was 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 a brood of vipers. He was appearing to be Jews when they was not Jews, but of the synagogue of Satan. Mm. So this is this is massive, and I guess I wanted to put this out there because when we're seeing these different celebrities yeah. coming to to oh I believe in the Messiah now okay. What Messiah? Identify what he does. Do you? S I believe in God. Do you believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Yeah. I just want to send this alarm out there that when we're seeing these key figures come to so-called faith, we've got to test it with what lines up with Scripture. Do you know, know this person on an intimate level? Do you really? You know, these, these are big questions that we must ask if we're going to face this common tribulation. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a great point when we when, when we get these charismatic individuals coming to the faith so so called um, what I find uh, a challenge is to look at the subtext that seems to be taking place so for example we take a Kanye West arguably uh, the most popular man on the planet yeah. um, confessing Christianity but also he's never he says uh, he's never read a book. Mm -hmm. uh, I he, he's never read his Bible. I'm not condemning those that d can't or don't read, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. You've got Donald Trump, the one of the biggest political uh, figures, proclaiming uh, uh, to be a Christian, but when when asked if he if he asked God for forgiveness, he, he said he doesn't feel the need to ask for forgiveness. Yeah. So. You've got Elon Musk, who's essentially, again, the, the richest man on the planet with his finger on the transhumanist agenda, um, who uh, a professing atheist mm -hmm. uh, will, will denigrate Jesus as, as just a good teacher. And wear a satanic Halloween costume. Now, these guys, which I find, I'll, I'll bring it back in. But these guys are being marginalized for preaching and talking about some degrees of truth. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. They're all advocating freedom of speech, but yet they've all been marred by the mainstream media. So Kanye West, is he's got mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump's a megalomaniac. He, he's a dunce. He doesn't know what's actually going on. But they're Christians. Mm -hmm. 
right? What does that mean in terms of the assault on the word of God that we are now seeing? Mm. We are in this, we're in this position now where I, I, I think that we're on a, a, a short leash in terms of proclaiming the gospel, preaching the word of God, to preach repentance and, and for, for people to receive it. So I, that's just my own thought that, that yeah. these movements, these these uh, these protagonists that are taking uh, taking part in this in this play, um, we need to actually be wise as, as serpents and harmless as does, and say, look, we need to stand up on the word and we need to proclaim what the, what the truth of, of, of the matter is. So um, again, it, it's just a it's just a rallying call to 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 the troops essentially yeah we we can have difficult times on this path we can have difficult times on this journey and and um that that that's fine but th- there comes a point where we have to remember what we're here for what we're here to do this is a war Amen. we're on the front line and we need to arm ourselves get get the weapons at the ready and uh, get ready for some battle and i don't know what that looks like for us individually but i wanted to i wanted this conversation to be an encouragement yeah to not be fearful not be scared to read between the lines and say lo god is 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 doing some serious he's work suffering. and he's calling us to to get ready and get armed up to 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 yeah. to, to walk it out oh thanks you brother and you, you mentioned a few key figures there and um Kanye Best and Donald Trump. <laughs> Where do we go with this? <laughs> no, he's the, la- he's the last Trump, though, isn't he? He might be the last Trump. Well, h- how the do you? She'll be raised. So I don't know if I want to go there with <laughs> Donald Trump. No, but, all right, we'll, all st- right. we'll stay on. We'll stay on uh, Kanye West now. Yeah. Um, like, oh, wow. I, 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 I'm of the camp of. Um, musically like very extremely talented the guy's talented and he, he's doing some stuff that that's that's very well and good but he's he's also saying some very uh he's, he's being like cut off by the mainstream he's been severed in his business ties he's been pillared by the 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 mainstream media and because he's proclaiming to be jewish he is of sorry not jewish a jew a jew not um, ish of the tr- of the tribe of Judah, <laughs> mm-hmm. a, a real Jew, so so to, yeah. so to speak. Th- this is a deep one. It's a this deep is one. a deep, deep one. Yeah, but yeah, isn't yeah. it interesting? Mm. So let's let. So I'll let you. I'll let you get so into it. But there's a difference between someone being a man of God and God using a man. Yes. Now we are watching God use a man and men for His sovereign plan. With that being said, how do you see this? Um, this this mixtured relationship between somebody speaking uh some sort of degree of truth and that's being played out in real time well cheers bro um look if these people are legit and they are true followers of christ they're so 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 young in their relationship with the most high and because they're so young the, the responsibilities or whatever they've got going on is making them unstable. It doesn't you can you can see the 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 instability there because they're so young. If Kanye West is true in his faith and he is his his conversion is legitimate and we'll know him by his fruits. Right now he seems so 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 unstable, but that could be because he is so so young in his walk and his relationship with the Most High. Um, think about it mm. and now he's been given this platform to speak about these things but it's all being used and it's 
it's all spinfluence. And now he's being weaponized now to undermine certain Hebraic understandings of the true messianic faith mm. and you know who the tr- who the who the who the true children of God are. But then it comes with its twists and its turns and its snarls. And then it, and then it's related then to your blood then. So now oh now it's a, like now it's a physical thing this now it's I am the lineage. I am that blood. And it's like, whoa, whoa, bro, you, you, you're gone now. You've just, you, you, it's, it's May Day, bro. It's May Day. It's May Day. But that be, could be because he's he's juvenile. He's just so young in the walk. He's like an embryo in this fate. Same with Donald Trump. These people, they, they don't really know the word of God, bro. Bro, could you imagine all the wavy moments that you've had, or whether it's like a theology or belief, and everybody's watching you play it out? Like, yeah. So for that reason, what I want to say then is, these people do need our prayers because they don't, we, I don't know which way these are going to go. Yeah. And they're under a the test themselves, you see. And, and Yad is using them at this time, but they do need our prayer because if, the, if, the, if they're getting close like that, they're going to be a massive target, especially with the principalities that are behind all of their, all of their uprising. They, you know, they've basically given themselves over as a form of possession. So now to come out and make these biblical stands, yeah. they are mm. under the firing line massively more than like, what you know. And so they need our prayer. And if Kanye Pest is legit and he, he, he truly is in his faith and building his relationship with the Most High, He's so young in his faith, bro. He's like an embryo. Mm. And, and, and and my man doesn't know what's good for. And his instability shows. Same with Donald Trump. But they do ultimately need our prayers because yeah. they're vulnerable. And, and this is it. This is why it's the danger to follow them. Because in the word of God, it says you have elders. You have, you know, don't make an elder someone who is, That's new, right, who is a new convert to the faith. Mm. And these are... With all due respect, new converts in their new in music field, master, master, master. in in business, Donald Trump, master, app, master yeah. you know, school me all day, like to to, <laughs> to the and back again. But when it comes to the word, don't make these people who are babes your you, elders. You don't make them your pastor. And and this is where oh look what he said. That's true. It's Kanye Pest. It's like come on, bro. Look, my man's unstable in yeah. some of his ways here. Yeah. Like, no one buy your fruits. Don't follow this. This what, what this getting said here. Uh, yeah, that's how you're saying. You see, and and I would take a man of. I'll take a man who's read his Bible, who has a relationship with Yah, who knows the Word of God, over someone who partly knows that, but knows all the world. And I'll take I'll take the man who reads his Bible any day. And yeah. this this th- these are basic principles within the Word of God of 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 how to go about. Um, Having elders, you know, so when we see the ma- the mass the mass um, flock sort of cultivate towards Kanye and hear these truths and then sitting under almost his authority, yeah. it's super dangerous. Yeah, bro, um, I, I love what you're saying there, and um, I think there, there's that element where as believers we have a heart to see people get saved, right? Yeah, That's definitely. and and to see somebody be saved in the public eyes. Um, it, you know, we you kind of wonder you want what, it, you what, want what does it, yeah. it look like if somebody yeah. actually started preaching biblical truth <laughs> yeah. on on a massive scale. So I think we have a heart for that, but unfortunately, we can get emotionally led in that sentiment and then get deceived, um, which is a, a really difficult thing to do. And and we're not impervious to celebrity. When yeah. uh, even as believers, there's something about this age of celebrity where we can get caught up in that. Hundred percent, yeah. It, whether it's uh, mega pastors, whether it's uh, actual secular um, leaders, or, or or 
or, or individuals. And we can become so influenced just because they've got fame, bro. And and Yeshua's like when he did miracles, he said, "Don't go and tell anyone who I am yet." Wow, you get me? He, he, yeah. he silenced people and said, "Don't don't reveal who I am." Mm. And the fame is it's mad because people get stars in their eyes and, and they're so prominent because you've been listening to Kanye West since you were, uh, you know, since you were twelve on the bus yeah, going yeah. to school, and he was sp- spitting st- stuff about how the, the school was wrong and this and that and. Jesus walked, and you're like, wow, this guy's so real, and he's having such an impact on you, yeah. more than your teachers at school, more than your police, more than your counsellors. More than your pastor. More than your pastor, maybe even more than your mum or your dad. Yeah, you yeah. know, a lot of people really confined in the music, especially uh, rap, and it's so street, and then obviously this influence then that he has on people is massive, but it, it doesn't take a genius to work out. My man is unstable, doesn't know the word of God. Is may may believe in God, but is not a man of God. Mm-hmm. You know, is this a man of God that I'm looking at? Is it truly a man of God that aligns with Scripture, or is this a man that God is using? That's what you've got to ask yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I just reiterate that point of um, you know, are we looking to our brothers and sisters within our our congregations? Are we looking to our elders? Um, you know, are we discipling? Are we being discipled, or are we watching our faith play out vicariously through a screen and putting our hopes and and fears and and uh, projections on somebody that we may never meet this side of the kingdom? You know, that that's True. that's a mad. Wow. That's a good way to put it. To you be know, fair. that's that's actually a mad way of, of of going about this walk. And obviously, we've come from a secular. Uh, world so we may be more uh, vulnerable to these things i, I don't know um but I, I, again i think it's just a case of taking stock and and uh yeah discerning and, and seeing seeing what, what what's going on um yeah i i think uh one one last one last observation because i don't know if we'll be dipping back into these these territories again but one <coughs> thing that i came across um, which I found quite a compelling um, uh, overarching story to what we're seeing played out is, you know, you've heard the, the phrase two wings of the same bird, so the left and the right. Uh, and again, I'm just, um, I'm just expressing my thoughts on this, where the left progressive uh, side of the media and narrative seems to be uh, advocating and propagating the 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 societal, emotional, um, you know, reforms, or whether it's this uh, uh, sexual um, revolution, the LGBTQ, this equality, feminism, climate change, it all seems to be uh, mainly propagated from the left. Uh, and then on the right-hand side, we have the um, we have the actual, the money and the tools that are moving these agendas forward. So whether it's big pharma, whether it's big tech, whether it's government, whether it's legislation is being driven by the right. So you can begin to build a picture that it's not about being on the right. It's, it never has been about being on the right or the left. But we cannot be sucked into this narrative. Let's have a look across the pond and seeing the, the whole evangelical church being completely duped by the, the this so-called reawakening movement, this Donald Trump, you know, savior narrative where they're getting sucked into this political game. And um, yeah, I just, again, I read of that as you will, take that as you will. And um, let's just be, um, 
let's just be wise about like mm. what's taking place. I don't know if you guys want to elaborate on that at all or or leave it with that. Yeah, don't don't put your faith in man, isn't it? That's what you're trying to say. You're trying to scope out what what's taking place and I'm I'm in complete agreement. I think Trump is the better of the two worst options. You yeah, could say yeah. he's the best. But what, what's it? The lesser of two evils is the saying. Um, we, we we've got to be wise here because we have been called and born into a time such as this, as 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 we opened up with our soul for whatever reason. Has, has been situated by the Most High God who is outside of time. He has, he has strategically placed us, you who are listening online, to this very moment. So with that being said, I do believe he will give us the tools to discern if we're, we're quiet enough to listen to, to hear his voice. So that's it. I, 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 think, I think for anyone who is listening and feels maybe that the same might be off on these matters. You've just got to bring it back to fellowship again. This is why this is why we have the brothers. This is why we have the fellowship. So so we can all test these things out as a body. We can test these things out with the word and ultimately um, see if they are from God and if they are not. Joe, any uh, any final words, summation, any words of encouragement for anybody out there that might be a bit worried or a bit fearful or, or overwhelmed? Um, you know, how, how would you uh, encourage those to, to, to navigate the, these times and, and moving forward? Yeah, the book of Revelation says that um, Yah makes them all of one mind to perform his will. So it's all, it's all written. We're in the Bible. We're living in it. Um, we want to be married to the Lamb. Let us make ourselves ready for the Lamb. Amen. Um, let us focus on the Lamb. We can turn our attention a lot to the, to to what's going on in the wickedness in the world. And I, I was a fanatic for that stuff, but I always found that it would always leave me a little bit deprived. When Daniel has his vision and he sees Satan. He doesn't come back like buzzing his head off, celebrating, energized. Daniel falls sick after he sees yeah. this vision of Satan. Mm. He falls ill, so he's com- he's he's um, compromised off his interaction with the darkness. He's compromised. Daniel, the prophet, Daniel is in a deficit and falls sick. He becomes unhealthy, imbalanced off the vision of Satan. And often if we look at the visions of Satan and we look into the darkness too much, we too can become compromised and we can become like Daniel. We can become sick. Um, So I would say, you know, let us do research for you. Like there's watchmen on the wall that know what the enemy looks like. Like they've been set up to, to, to watch and become watchmen and blow the chauffeur. If you're layman, don't climb up on that wall and trying to start to send the armies on the horizon. You might ring the bell in paranoia. You might end up passing out or fainting or falling to sleep on the job. Like there's specific people who are called to be watchmen and to discern the times and prepare people for what's coming and to blow the chauffeur. Um, so be careful in your studies of how far you want to go with this stuff. And um, Also, 
when you listen to certain things like this, we ask that. You pray for the individuals that we speak about. We go away, we speak about someone we want to pray for them. Because it's 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 easy to bring people's names up and what they're doing. Mm. But there is a heart there and we have to pray for that heart and we have to pray for them people as well. So we should be praying for these people as bad or whatever they've got going on. We can see that for what it is. And that's what we're showing you today, that don't fall for that. That's what we're doing. But ultimately, these people need Yeshua as well. And they need they need to, to receive the master before his coming because it's a serious, serious time if they don't. So look, final encouragement is these things have got to take place. Uh, all things are yes and amen in Yeshua. Paul says that. So we pray um, in Yeshua's name uh, that these people receive truth, full amen. truth, and that they're sanctified by the truth, as Yeshua says. Your word is truth. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So the, the Kanye Wests, the Donald Trumps, let them be sanctified by the truth, which is the word of God. For then they shall be men of God and not, and not be professing people who say that there is a God. Um, and finally, um, just stay in the word then. <laughs> stay in the word then. If you're listening, stay in that word. Read your Bible every day, chapter a day. Keep the devil away, Tommy always says to me. <laughs> and he's legit on it, mate. It's right. Chapter a day, keep the devil away. Look, if you can just get a few verses in, get it in. Just live in that word of God. Live in it. Live in it. Live in it. Live in it. And give thanks. Give thanks in all circumstance, for that is the antidote to anxiety. As Paul, as Paul tells us. That's it, brother. Beautiful. Jackie? Uh, I think Joe said it quite, quite yeah. brilliantly. <laughs> Not yeah. laughing so hard. Hallelujah. So, um, yeah, that was, um, that was a conversation I felt we uh, needed to have based on um, current events, uh, conversations that we hear and take part in in and around our, our friendships and in and around the the brethren and um essentially I, I hope that you take this as an encouragement as uh um yeah a, a, as something not to be fearful of but to be encouraged and to to know that every day is is the day closer to the return of our our messiah and um yeah we hope that the conversation uh, blesses you if there's anything that you uh, agreed with uh, even better if there's anything you disagreed with or uh, anything you'd like to elaborate on uh, by all means uh, send us a message uh, either on the social medias on uh, the YouTube or even uh, even better uh, go onto the website and uh, interact on our forum uh, it's a genuine pleasure to have people uh, comment to interact and to um, uh for want of a better word, it validates what we're doing here, and it, it, it it's uh, it's good to know that we're reaching people and, and provoking thoughts. I really want to say thank you to to Joe and Jackie because, uh, as I said in the midst there, they didn't know what we were talking about <laughs> prior to this. Uh, I loosely did, and um, yeah, uh, a, a lot of uh, a deep lot of deep dives that that, that took place. So I commend you both, Joe and, and Jackie. <laughs> 
Is it, uh, is it just daily bread, this, isn't it, bro? <laughs> <laughs> this is the PG version. <laughs> <laughs> the PG version, man, love it. Um, but no, it's, it's been a pleasure. Um, stay tuned for um, for, for more uh, uh, for more of the upper room. Hallelujah. Uh, Thank you, uh, darling. You are willing. Thank you. And uh, again, we just, uh, we just send you love. Uh, we send you peace. Uh, all praises to the Most High. All praises to Yeshua. And um, from our house to yours, this has been The Upper Room. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.